Warning. Explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Great Northeast BJJ Podcast. This episode, Jay and I sit down in the barn with our friend Mike Pellegrino and talk about jujitsu injuries and how to prevent them. Mike has a website out called BJJPrehab.com. It's custom videos designed to help you prevent injuries from grappling before they happen. Mike is a third degree black belt and also a doctor of physical therapy, so he knows what he's talking about. Make sure you check the website out and enter the discount code TORTUGA and you will get your first month free. As always, this episode is brought to you by Tortuga Soap Company. Everything you need to look good and smell good, you can find at TortugaSoap.com. This episode is also brought to you by Port City BJJ, home of the Great Northeast BJJ podcast, located in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. If you're ever in the area, come and check us out. You can also find us at PortCityBJJ.com. This episode is also brought to you by We Are Dapper Ties. WeAreDapperTies.com, two brothers making ties. They know what's up in the tie department, so if you need a tie, check them out. Make sure you enter the discount code ROLL and you will get free shipping. Shout out to the Red Wing Superior Podcast Network. They're the ones that put this whole thing together, so without them, there would be no podcast. It's a bunch of other cool podcasts on the network, so make sure you check them out, including the newest Stray the Course, Stray the Course podcast. Thanks everyone for the support and thank you for listening. Good training. Stay injury free. Peace. Welcome back to the Great Northeast BJJ Podcast. Today in the uh, in the barn, we've got Mr. Michael Pellegrino, third degree black belt. Ose. Uh, head instructor and owner of Mass BJJ in Arlington, Massachusetts, and purveyor of the soon-to-be world-famous BJJ Prehab program. Yep. And, Welcome, brother. And I do have a physical therapy clinic. Peak. Peak performance physical therapy. I believe both Jay and I were patient of the month. Different months. Yes. Yes. He was. Um, I appreciate the support. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> I've, you know, I'm getting to be an older gentleman, so. You're wearing down. I am wearing down. Jay this, Mansfield, what's the worst injury you ever had doing jujitsu? Uh, without question, I would have to say the ACL and meniscus tear both at the same time. Mm-hmm. So as we get started here, a little bit about me. I have my doctorate in physical therapy, black belt in jiu-jitsu. The black belt came first, actually. In 2007, received the black belt. In 2010. Ten minutes after Jay got his black belt. (laughs) That's correct. I am the senior gentleman. (laughs) For now. (laughs) And then in 2010, I went to PT school and graduated in 2010. Drexel uh, University, doctorate of physical therapy. It's 2018. I had my own practice started in 2012, so six years private practice physical therapy clinic, and then that was the same year opened the uh, jiu-jitsu school. What what percentage of your of the people that you that peak that you serve at peak are jiu-jitsu athletes? Probably 
like 25%. Right. Yeah. So you get a lot of people that are getting hurt doing other stuff. Are yeah. most of them athletes or do you think you get all walks of life? Mm, so we're a sports medicine orthopedic clinic. So the patients that we serve have some sort of orthopedic related injury, bones, ligaments, muscles, tendons, anything specific to the orthopedics. So typically they're, they are active in a sense. It could be like a running related overuse injury or like a soccer injury. The nature of the clinic that I have is it's inside of the jujitsu gym. So right. the members of the school and people in the community that are like close enough to get there, they'll want to come if they do train. But most of the people that we see in, in a week, maybe 25% are, are, are like students training in combat. Right. And so, that's a lot, honestly. So would you, I, I think so too. And which gets to my, my next point, I guess, and I'll let you clarify, but I would think that because jujitsu is so different from a lot of the activities that people that choose to spend their time in, whether they're getting in shape or even if they're like looking for self-defense, you know, there's only a couple martial arts that are like jujitsu and that they're so intense and injuries are going to happen no matter what, but it's unique, the positioning. It's kind of like, you know, jujitsu and judo and wrestling that you're putting yourself in position where even if you're doing it right and you're training under the right conditions on a long enough timeline, you're going to get hurt. Yeah. And the good thing with, with jujitsu though, are most of the injuries are not that serious. Right. Compared to some of the injuries sustained in football, soccer, hockey, jujitsu injuries are, are relatively minor. Usually sprains, sometimes overuse. What's yeah. the worst sport for injuries? The research shows it's probably soccer. Soccer, hockey, knees, hips, and feet, right? Yeah, Just destroyed. Well, soccer specifically because it's it's land based. In hockey, it's you're on ice and on ice skate, so you're not really going to sprain or tear ACLs as much in hockey, just because your foot will, you know, leave the ground. But in soccer and in football, your foot is planted. It's a weight bearing sport, and you're running and you're cutting. You're trying to like, you know, fake someone out or get somewhere faster. It's all of that like weight bearing like foot planted in cutting right like think like acl tears and i'm not sure if you guys uh, saw how uh tom brady tore his acl right oh, he yeah. took a helmet to his knee but then uh julian edelman tore his acl he, just on a break he planted and tried to turn and pop pop right. that ACL. just like we were talking just like the the uchimata exactly very similar like a lot of pressure and weight on a on a on a joint that is not optimally positioned to support it, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so the yeah. joint gives way. The leg's not going to break from that, right? What is the most common jujitsu injury that you see? Mm. Is there one? Fingers and toes, probably. Yeah. Cool. It, well, I guess it, it might depend a little bit on what they're training in. In the gi, it's typically fingers, knees, maybe shoulders. And then nogi, it's much more neck. I'd say in, in nogi, it's it's much more neck. Headlocks, just guillotines, cross face. The the neck in nogi is is much more than you know, and it's much more dynamic. Nogi also the gi is more. I would say like an isometric. It's much slower. Like you can hold. Yeah, but the positions can be kind of static. Like in the gi, it's very like still. 
in Nogi, it's chaotic. Scramble. Grabbing heads and guillotine chokes, Dars chokes. Neck, neck and Nogi, much, much greater. Right. Uh, Plus, the, the you're right. The you know what's interesting about you mentioned the guillotine. There's so much more prevalent. It's a it's a it's a it's a high percentage submission in both its use and its execution in nogi mm-hmm. versus you don't see a lot of guillotines in the gi. No. Yeah, I'm bringing it back in the gi. <laughs> you have a pretty mean guillotine. He's got little arms, little Tyrannosaurus so Rex. Squeezes. There's right? more pressure. And it takes a lot of effort for you to get your head <laughs> lower than George's. In your case, it's an impossibility. Right? I just can't I can't shoot like that. Never going to happen. Dive. I'd have to dive. <laughs> I'd have to dive. What, George, what about you? Have you been uh, injured? Like great injuries, like serious ones. In jiu-jitsu? Like, yeah. Uh, I mean, meniscus. The worst one, I really truly believe, is my big toe. Mm-hmm. My big toe is so messed up, mm-hmm. and it is like the never-ending <laughs> turf toe. What is it? I get, I get, like it yeah. got jammed up yeah, yeah. one time, and it's like never. So I go to the chiropractor, and I'm like, dude, hit the toe, <laughs> and he yanks on it and like yeah. pops it out. You know what the out. problem is? This is payback because he keep on stealing Jesus's sandals, <laughs> and so God is paying him back. By, what do you mean? Those, look at those oh, things. Yeah, dude. You know, I've been looking for a new pair of sandals. Chacos. All those right. aren't the ones. No. Made in Colorado. They're, made they're definitely in heaven. different. Stolen made in Nazareth. By, <laughs> yeah, stolen by George. <laughs> from a, I got them from a cobbler in Nazareth. Oh, my God. This guy's unreal. <laughs> from George of Dover. Do they make them in men's? <laughs> they make them in, <laughs> look at, they make them in Hobbit those are, size. Those are like the Tom Cruise ones that have like platforms on them, too. God, hey, they're vibram soles though. Yeah, dude, these are, no, these are high quality yeah. uh, footwear right here. What size are you? High Five? quality. His <laughs> 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 feet. <laughs> Andrea, are your feet Her bigger feet than your dad's? Her feet are as dad's? big as mine, oh, honestly. My God. Her feet are huge. Jeez. Uh, my toe, like my my toe, my big toe, brutal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fine. It's little. You can yeah, ignore. I mean, it, you know, it's fine. What else? What else? My you know what? My neck has been messed up for a while. I think a neck is 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 something that everybody as long if they train long enough, they're going to run into some neck problems cuz people are pulling on your head all the time. Yeah. And if you're not good, you're going to be side control mm. mounted, much more head pressure. Right. Snap down. Mm. Yeah, if you're good, you keep people off your neck, you feel great at the end of the night. Right. Just get mm. better. You don't want to get hurt. Be the best one on the mat. I have. I have. <laughs> There's I have, my advice. That's prehab right yeah, there. Pre- we have to tell them about prehab. I have. Well, I was I'm getting there. All right. I, We're I've, building it up. Okay. I've had more. No one's listening now. <laughs> I've had less and less neck and back injuries the longer I train. Because you get better. Because you get better. But the. And sh- you're not training with guys that are better than you. Um, sometimes or no, bigger. No offense, Port City. Sometimes I do. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's not like it was. You know, it used to be a room full of angry, animals, and angry we were just savages. beating the shit out of each other all the time. That's right. You know what I mean? And I and I miss that. You know what I mean? But with, there's like a lot of tough people to train with at Port City. Mm-hmm. But you're right. Like, you know what I mean? It's especially like I'm not a small person. You know what I mean? I'm six foot three, two twenty. So I saw I'm the not scale. 220. I saw Dude, the you scale. You saw me on the scale. It said two fourteen before lunch. It was two fourteen before lunch. Yeah, that doesn't I, count. You had a big lunch. You, I didn't have a big lunch. You had a big lunch. <laughs> I definitely. You had a lobster roll and you had <laughs> fried clams and you had a root beer float and French fries. And then get this, all of you listening to how disgusting this is. So he finished the root beer float. So he's got like a cup that's got like root beer, 
and like a little bit of ice cream and some whipped cream in there. And he goes over and he's like, I need some water. And he just fills that cup up with water and drinks that. It was delicious. It was it's like, like half water with like diluted with milk and sugar. No. It was it's a little bit so of ice disgusting. cream and a little bit of root beer. That's so gross. <laughs> Do you make people call you doctor, professor? What, what's your what? What uh, he's you not know? a doctor. That's a good. That's a good question. Some some people in the PT world, yeah, earn the degree, and they like they use that opportunity to have the title. I'm not a title guy. You just can call me Mike. <laughs> that's good enough for Sensei me. Sensei Mike. Sensei's good. Mike. Healer. And, and that's the other thing for the school. There's like there's this kid came in last week and he was calling me professor. Profe- he was his first day on the mat. Professor. I'm like, dude, just call me Mike. Like, relax. Just take it easy. It's all good. I don't know where you came from or like what you're all about, but we're not like it's not worth that it. level here. We're right. a little bit more relaxed and laid back. Um, but there's probably a point where it, it might be the right thing. Like in, in certain gyms, the head is the professor and everybody that, that else has a teaching role is coach. And then students are whatever. We're not like that. I don't know. I'm, I'm still first name basis. Like just be a good person. I mean, you, you don't want to get killed. Like in James Bond, there was Dr. No. And that was, it wasn't good. You know, but just, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. The doctor thing's weird. Yeah, I, I don't, I'm not a Wasn't real, it you know Sherlock it, Holmes? Wasn't the bad guy the professor? Uh, Moriarty, yeah. He was a professor. So here's the thing. Here's the thing about, like, I don't even call my, 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 um, my general care guy. Mm. I don't call him doctor. No, yeah. I mean, you should. I call him, I call <laughs> He's him, your doctor. I know, but doctor? I call him doctor. I call him Tom. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? I, I don't think I should say his last name. Oh, I don't no, know, right? What? He might be wanting more patients. Uh, I don't Actually, think, if he's I don't treating think you, would, if he's treating you, I think he might have retired. And right I don't now. think he needs more patients. Well, I think yeah. he's got plenty. So here's the thing. So, like, I, when I was thinking about this, and you've been working on prehab for a while, setting it up the right way so that when it gets released, it's, you know, like anything else you do, it's. It's mm-hmm. perfect. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it got me thinking about, like like I mentioned earlier, the nature of the injuries that come through jujitsu are a little bit different than what you're going to see in other people. Like runners, you, like you can expect a lot of simple things like knees, ankles, hips, lower back, that kind of thing. Boom. It, it's really easy to, to nail and say, okay, so what do I do? Fix that. I, you know, I wear different shoes. I stretch. I run on different surfaces, all that stuff. Jiu-jitsu is a lot more complex. And I think that what you've done here is kind of zeroed in on this area for BJJ athletes that are trying to stay on the mat. And for guys like George and I and you that are a little bit older, it gets a little bit tougher to do. And you actually have to engage. And you can't just like we used to just get on the mat and bang like there was no warm ups. And it's fine when you're 20 years old. You can avoid getting hurt as you get older or as you ascend to the more elite levels in the sport. You're training with tough guys all the time and you're training a lot. So the volume goes way up, the intensity goes way up. It's, you know, you, you, the likelihood of getting injured is much higher. Um, and so your program is is to kind of set someone up to avoid those common industry injuries in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, depending on you know who the, who they are, how old they are, what their injury history is, that kind of thing, right? Oh, everything for this sort of product is customized. So the the person puts in specific, you know, parameters. If they need to work on 
you know, I sort of came up with the best, how do you say, like categories. Like if you were going to categorize an athlete's like, like, like performance level, like there's five things that we came up with. Mobility, which is joint movement. Like mobility is related to the joint. Flexibility is related to the muscle. The core is the center of the body, abs, lower back, obliques, and hips included in the core. Lower body strength, quad, hamstring, calf, and upper body strength, like shoulders, back, and chest, triceps, and biceps. So those are your five categories, mobility, flexibility, core, lower body, and upper body. And the program is tailored to also joint. So if somebody has a history of neck injuries, they, you know, they can rate, I want to focus more on my neck. And if their ankles are, you know, normal, they just say normal ankle. So you, for example, have a knee history. You would probably put knee as higher, like, um, you know, focus for you. And, you know, then everything else you might also want to, you know, push up lower body strength. So your program might be more, lower body. And I don't really work out anymore. I, I literally just do these, these workouts, these, these prehab injury prevention workouts. I used to lift like how you like power, like hang cleans and deadlifts and bench press. And all. I used to lift weights much more. Mm-hmm. Now I train more and I do three days of prehab and the prehab workouts are three days, three to five days a week, depending on which one you pick. And it's like, 15 minutes what's the difference between flexibility and mobility yeah one of them one of them's an f word oh and one (laughs) begins with the other one oh so i'll answer the question but i want to know what you think the difference is like a like somebody that has not like learned or thought about flexibility i would say i mean to me i would say they almost flexibility might be how I mean, it seems like it might be less important. It's a state of mind, George. It's a state, yeah. No, there's uh, a specific difference, though. But, like, I would say mobility is how well you can move the mm-hmm, thing, mm-hmm. like in a range of motion, maybe, or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Flexibility, I would just say, like, in a one plane, just mm-hmm. one plane, how stretching or something. Yeah. So the difference is specific. Mobility is how well does a joint move. And flexibility is how well does the muscle respond to stretch. Because muscle, as you stretch it, right, there'll be a limit. Your hamstring muscle is X flexible. So just to show you a difference, to check the mobility of your knee, you lay on your back and you bend your knee. Because your, your muscles are not involved. To check the flexibility of your quad, which is the main muscle of the thigh, lay on your stomach and bend your knee. So to test flexibility of the quad muscle has to be on your stomach when your hip is extended and your knee is straight. You can't test the flexibility of your quad muscle laying on your back. Because the quad's not engaged at all, right? Exactly. It's not at its end range. Right. right. So to in, in the prehab program, m- knee mobility exercises are not on your stomach. Right. Flexibility for the quad is stretched on your stomach. Right. It's a good example because I've been really tight 
in the quads recently, especially this kind of as we get towards the IT band. Mm-hmm. And um, I've my uh, the, the my strength and conditioning coach was like, you know, we looked at that like where am I in, in the squat? And I'm bottoming out in the squat pretty much. Like the the range of motion is good. But then when I got in my stomach, I did exactly what you're saying. Like I was at 90, and that was about as good as I could do. Right, right. Which I is, could. Which is that is, the ACL knee? Both are pretty bad. This one's worse. Yeah, yeah. Which is that's bad, right? If I can only get to 90. Like remember when we were kids, you used to be able to grab yeah. your heel and just pull from your stomach yeah. and just pull your heel against your butt. Yeah, and that's the thing. Injuries are cumulative. They don't like get fixed and disappear. So that meniscus and ACL repair will be a part of it in the future. So Forever, right? Like, mm-hmm. and you're definitely going to lose. Like when I wake up in the morning, I'm like an ape. I'm an ape anyway. But when you wake up, I'm like, Oh, I'm like stiff. Got to like get two Slow. minutes to get going. It's just years of wear and tear. It's just the way that it is. So we're going to continue to get older. We're going to continue to wear down. That's just the age related changes. You know, just that's a life of a active person. Right, but it's a it's a it's an, it, an um, how do I phrase this? It's as you get older, you don't even think about this when you're, you know, when you're twenty twenty five. Even when I was thirty, but it's like it the idea of staying on the mat for your entire life becomes very real when things start to break down a little bit. And you don't take it seriously, like whatever, I'll roll forever. I'm like you, it's easy to say when you're twenty five, yeah. I'm gonna roll forever. Right, but once you get into your forties and you have if you accumulated injuries, you wake up sore. You know what I mean? You can't, the, the the rebound from tough training sessions is a little bit different. And it's all driven by, like, I mean, diet's important, sleep's important. Uh, you know, the the way you prepare for your body, like everything you've been talking about for training and the way you react to training is super important. So the idea of training forever, as an example, or staying fit as long as I can and, and being able to train competitively for as long as I can, that is not something you can just do by training. Like when you get a little bit older, now you have to really start to think about how you're going to approach these things strategically because just training anymore, it's not enough. Yeah. You'll be off the, off the mat just as much as you're on it. You, and you have to do something off the mat. Yeah. Like you have to do something. If you don't do something, you're going to get injured. Just only grappling your side. Yeah. You like, can't just train because you would just develop. Yep, abnormality right. or imbalances. Everything we do is specific to, you know, the guard. And in the nature of jiu-jitsu is flexed. Everything is like in a ball, flexed. You're on the ground. You're like a, a good opposite of jiu-jitsu would be like swimming because swimming, yeah. you're long, you're extended. That's an extension-based exercise. Jiu-jitsu is flexion-based exercise. So you have to do something to cross-train to develop the opposite muscles that you're working when you're training on the mat. And that's just to have a healthy, normal moving body, not to be better at jujitsu. Like it's not going to make you better. It's just going to make you not like imbalanced. And so that is, and that's it. Like if, if you're not willing to like take some time to like take care of yourself, then you don't deserve to be injury free because you're an idiot like think of it that way like oh i don't have time to like take care of myself i'm just gonna like run all the time yeah you're not gonna be able to do that so you're a moron you're gonna get hurt and you're gonna complain about it and running is stupid i get so many patients that come into the clinic not even related to jujitsu but they're they just don't understand the concept of like 
what they're doing is the reason that they're injured. In a simple example that I'll use to explain to them, it's a simple thing as like if you're slamming your thumb with a hammer, like that's not like good. You can't do anything no, to that, your thumb that's, that's to prevent your thumb from hurting when you slam it with a hammer. So you gotta like remove the problem, right? Move the thumb. <laughs> don't <I think>. <laughs> yeah, move your thumb. <laughs> don't use a hammer. <laughs> right. But it's like if you you and sometimes it may, it takes somebody else to tell you that you sometimes you're not like thinking that's the right thing to do. Yep. But if you're not willing to do something, you don't deserve to be injury free. So there's a big difference, right, between prehab and rehab. Yeah. Yeah. Rehab, the rehabilitation science is after you're injured. So you're acutely injured. Jay throws somebody with Uchimata, blows his ACL, that he needs rehabilitation. Exactly like surgery, then he needs like true physical therapy like with the protocol following everything that needs to be followed after an injury prehab think of it as preventative rehab so you're trying to prevent an injury that can be prevented and some things can be prevented like if your shoulders are tight you can work on the mobility of your shoulders so that when you're caught in an americana your shoulder doesn't get shredded and i think that's a huge one i think that that for jujitsu guys we end up with very limited mobility in the shoulder joint because we're so used to being crouched in like this and shoulders forward that when it's time to like, like our posture is not generally very good. You know what I mean? And the mobility of the shoulder is really poor. Yeah. And when you're putting that submission, the sub comes on quick. Mike right. tried to shred my shoulder today. <laughs> how, did, how did it go? Don't tell. <laughs> Thought well for me. <laughs> I wasn't going to tell anybody. I know. Listen, hey. <laughs> This is this is full disclosure on this podcast. We all laugh at me on this podcast. So I'll explain what it is. I don't even know what the name of the, the submission is, but Michelle Nicolini hit that in like a world championship match from the close guard, hooks the far arm with the leg around the around back, the back yeah. and then pulls like the an arm. Octop- octopus guard. The leg comes over the head. Yeah. Oh, dude. It's brutal. Yeah. It was brutal. It was so brutal. I loved it. It was not, it was not <laughs> pleasant. You like don't want it to end. You just want to keep him there. Yeah, I, I didn't. Like I didn't tell him quick either. Like I, let, I let him work through that a little bit. He let me, <laughs> he let me cook. I was trying to escape. He could. He let me cook. It was a blast. Yep. Yeah. So bjjprehab.com. and uh, I have a promo code for you guys. All the listeners are gonna get. Uh, a month free. Nice. But the promo code is Tortuga. I don't know who came up with that code. <laughs> I don't know. Free <laughs> month. Free month. And the, it's a subscription-based plan. It's $20 a month, which you're not going to get anybody to help you for 20 bucks a month. If you go to a, even if you want to try to find the cheapest personal trainer in town to put you on a program, it's going to cost you minimum. And this is somebody that has no idea what they're doing. Like, they're like 14 years old that just decided they're going to do this for a job now. Minimum you're going to you're going to like get through is that for 50 bucks. So well, I, I 20 will... bucks a month fully customized designed by a PT. Man, we have 50 uh users right now. George so you, is one of them. That's right. I was one of the first. Yep. Um so you go so if if you wanted to sign up, mm-hmm. you go to BJJ Prehab. Mm-hmm. You put in the secret code Tortuga. <laughs> get um, your free month. Get your get your free month. Yep. And then so it's, it's like a questionnaire, right? right? In the beginning. Yeah. You fill out everything related to you. Like 
score yourself on your core strength. In I'm Jay's good. case, they would pass you over to a psychologist. <laughs> we can't help you, Jay. <laughs> I'm attending everything. A wrong service. Jay would get the red screen of death. <laughs> he needs right. BJJpsychiatry.com. Perhaps is that a thing is yet? not for you. <laughs> You're too broken. Right. Yeah. And then you decide what you want to work on. Some people are good everywhere. Like I don't have anything specific right now. So I'm just normal everywhere. So the program that I get is totally Smaller general. In some areas. <laughs> <laughs> Large everywhere. Oh boy. <laughs> just like my lobster roll. Is that what you had for food today? Oh dude. You I ate so much. Was it good? Oh. What's the name of the place? The Beach Plum. The Beach Plum. Yeah. yeah. Plug, plug, give him a plug. Yeah, shout beach, out to the Beach Plum. I think they have the uh, number one rated lobster roll on the seacoast. Mm, it was delicious. It was good. I had, I had Jay had the biggest one they make. Yeah, you had I, a lobster roll, Jay. I had a lob. I had the ten ounce lobster roll, but I also did not get fried clams and a root beer float on top of that. <laughs> and, I'm had, a, I and I'm a water. lightweight. I'm a lightweight I division. Water. He's super heavy. Lunch. I'm not super heavy. See, that's the thing. He says he's not a big... I've never competed in super heavy in my life. I've competed at heavyweight and light heavyweight. For now. As an adult. (laughs) For now. Now I'm going to be a middleweight just because you said that. (laughs) Come down to lightweight. You don't want nothing to do with us. I don't think I could could get there. Jay would look like the machinist. (laughs) Oh, my God. You know what's the funny is that movie came out pretty... Not back-to-back, but pretty close back-to-back with one of the Batman movies. Where he's, where he's yoked. Right? Where he's yoked. He doesn't get injured. He uses prehab, I'm sure. Yes, Those he guys. Does. Prehab and some uh, special vitamins. Some, uh, <laughs> some special dietary. Yeah. We need to come up with uh, some supplements for BJJ prehab. Do you guys do any supplements? Well, here's a question. I mean, mm-hmm. and so CBD. What do you know about CBD? I'm a healthcare professional, medically trained. Mm-hmm. I have no idea about that stuff. Yeah. We don't learn anything about that. It's much more like holistic. So CBD oil is not something that is uh, recommended in in our field. It's going to be much more. It doesn't have enough history, I don't think, for them or, to be able to test. And think of this. The only on. thing is it's used for typically is like pain management. I thought it was so, like inflammation. But that could be pain too. All right, right. So pain. Yeah, think of ibuprofen. You're not really going to do that. Yeah, it's inflammation. Exactly. So think pain. The Vitamin People I. use the CBD oil if they have pain. Right. Right. Which is me all the time. Yeah. So I don't know. You guys, if you use it, you tell I've, me about I've it. Had, I've had good luck with it. Uh, it's, you know, my, you know, the, the knee pain, mm. um, it, it tends to make me feel a little bit better. Plus I've... Uh, pretty weak gut and so i have to be really careful what i eat yeah because you eat so two pound lobster rolls for lunch only because you wanted to go eat like a fat kid (laughs) yeah unquote we're in the pool he's like wait where do you want to go out i want to eat where the fat people eat (laughs) i was like they they did they definitely got maybe some soup nope nope i want the fat people food so um supplements like you know i'm kind of new to the cbd thing but it's it's been good for me so far how do you like Take it. I eat the gummies. Okay. I um, think you should try the dropper under the tongue. I will try that. I've heard. So I don't know anything about it, but I've I've taken CBD for a couple months. I don't know if it's working or if it's in my head. Yeah. You know? But it feels like you're... feels like I feel better. Placebo but, is real, though. Right. Placebo is right? really real. Yeah. So like... So is hyperchondria. Is that... <laughs> 
If you're a hypochondriac, is that hypochondria? Hypochondria. Hypochondriagnosis. Like you could give yourself cancer. How much CBD oil has he just had? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying as, as much as placebo is real, so is you can make yourself sick. Right. If you talk yourself into it. Right. Um, well, I took a psychology class and uh, I mean, I took a few in college and I'm taking one and I had everything that they were you? like. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I got to get out of this class, man. <laughs> you know, because you're, you're just like. I got that. Yeah, I got that. But I think like with CBD, you got to find the one that like, because it's so unregulated, but certain ones are like legit mm. and they have third party testing and there seems to be like people are doing like, and you can just buy it. You, you don't need a, it. Sub- yeah. a prescription yeah, or anything. Buy it. I think it, I think it's that way in Massachusetts too. It definitely is that way in New Hampshire. You can, where go do you guys get it? Colorado, man. Mm. Uh, see, there's a couple shops around that carry it and they carry. How do things. you do dosage? Because here's the here's the thing. Just to go back to the prehab, exercise should be treated as medication, a dosage, right? If you don't take enough of a medication, there's no result. And same thing with exercise. And if you take too much, you overdose. And the same thing. So exercise should be. It's a prescription, right? Too much is not good. Too little is not good. You need the right amounts. But for the CBD, who like? Right. What's the recommended dosage for that? I think it de- I think it depends. Like I was talking to Pat about this and you know it depends. There there's a a tolerance that you can build depending on how you use it. And so you can move up in like it's measured in milligrams. It's like you know your standard is 200 250 milligrams. You can move up to like 500 milligram dosages or 700 milligram dosages. So how does it make you feel any different? Like do you feel like, like immediate said, pain relief? I'm still well it I think it takes a little bit of time. Like I've been eating the gummies, so it takes a little bit of time for it to take effect, like 45 minutes, an hour. Like right. it has to digest and do its thing. So you just take it when you need it. It's not like uh, I usually have it in the car and then regular thing after training. If I feel beat up, I'll take it so that I can. How did you, why did you just start, decide to start using it? Uh, just be, it's, it's funny you mentioned that earlier in the summer. I was, my body felt beat up. Yeah. See, like my and, elbows, my shoulders, and my th- neck. That's the other thing with like the BJJ prehab sort of program. Certain people that aren't like injured or refresh off an injury, they're not going to do it because they're going to be like, I don't need it. Fine. I'm fine. But the same thing with the CBD oil. If you don't feel something, you're probably not going to take it. So if you're feeling right. a little bit beat up or you might need something, uh, and it could just be like a random time of the year that might be like the trigger. Right. Like I, I need to feel something in order to add something in. Right. So Which is, it's too late, right? I'm not preventing it. And now, right. now yeah. I'm. Yeah. You know, some people just aren't ready. And that's typical for even physical therapy patients that are dealing with overuse injury. Like, have you guys ever had like a tennis elbow? Oh, oh my God. You can deal with that for like months before it it's like, I need to get this thing checked it out. Sucks. Like you think like jujitsu athletes and fighters, like all the time are like, uh, you know, I got a partially dislocated shoulder, but I'm going to train through it. No, it's it's shit like fucking tennis elbow or tendonitis. It hurts. Yeah. It sucks. Oh, like yeah. You, someone really, you know, you hang on tight to a sleeve grip and they rip it off. You're like, Ugh. oh, yeah. Ugh. your I, finger that like makes my fingers just like, <laughs> oh, I feel that spot right here. I'm like, yeah, oh. I, I've had uh, elbow tendonitis called medial epicondylitis. I had it so here. bad right there. Yeah, I so couldn't bad. turn the shower off. Then I was like, all right, now I think it's time to do something about it. But you see how it is. Like you can ignore it for a, like a good amount of time. And then, you know, then you got to so do something about let's it. Talk, let's talk about that a little bit. 
Jay's playing the drums. Jay just headbutted a cymbal. cymbal. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the musical instrument, not like the representation of something. Yeah. Uh, so what do you? So what did you do? The only thing I know to do when you get tendonitis is to stop. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. basically stop the grip game. And basically right. play gi like no gi. Yeah. So if you want to heal quicker, you need do to do BJJ prehab. Well, yeah, because there's. There's exercise in there specific for that, but you need to do eccentric strengthening exercises for that muscle. And were those English words? Yeah, eccentric. So, and this is the truth. Like, if you want to, everyone calls me eccentric. Is that the same thing? <laughs> no. <laughs> How much CBD oil has he been using? So, do you know the difference between like a muscle contraction? Yes. So there's three muscle contractions. Let's just simply say it. Isometric which is when the muscle is on and it's static. Right. So it's not moving, like flex your bicep and squeeze and hold, isometric. Hang from a bar, that kind of thing. Concentric is when the muscle shortens as it's moving. Okay. So like I'm curling, bicep curl. Yeah, bicep curl. The eccentric is the, the lowering portion. So against gravity, the bicep, you know, from full flexion goes till full extension. Like a negative. A negative, exactly. You just got armbarred. Yeah, you got armbarred. That's eccentric muscle contraction. So I don't know you guys. I don't get armbarred. So. <laughs> you just ripped my arm off what two you, hours ago. <laughs> what you did to me. Yeah, what you did, that's an armbar. <laughs> so eccentric, you take the load off. So if it's like, like pulling the grips. Up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What a jerk. <laughs> so you stop doing the grip training. Right. You do eccentric strengthening. And then you the could best. also do some stretching, like some some like muscle elongation and even some tissue work. Like deep tissue, grasping, active release, something right. tissue. That was I was gonna actually ask you about that. What is your feeling on like massage generally speaking? Because regular massage, I'm like, it feels nice when they're doing it, but I don't like I need yeah. someone that is gonna I found this lady that uses her feet. Yeah. And it's intense. It's like getting tortured for an hour, but it helps. You know what I mean? She like digs her heels into your back. Yeah. Like it's intense. So think of this, and, and this is the way that you should think about muscle stretching. There's two ways to stretch a muscle you pull the muscle, you make it long, and you like do the like full extension and full flexion of that. Like just stretch it as long as you can. Right. That's one way. Because those muscles have stretch receptors. The other way to stretch a muscle is with pressure. So massage is a form of stretching. There's receptors in the muscle that will release when they have pressure. So like foam rolling, deep tissue massage, anything like that, that is a form of stretching. So if you have a tight muscle, you need to do both. So you have to stretch the muscle, pull it, and you need to massage the muscle to let it release. There are some muscles of the body that are very hard to stretch, like between your shoulder blades, your scapulas, like your rhomboids, your middle trap. Yeah. They're very hard to like. And they, those are muscles that get bound up in jujitsu a lot. Pulling. Yeah. So if you really want to dig those muscles, you need like a lacrosse ball, a foam roller, or somebody with a foot to put in your shoulder blade. Like whatever, it doesn't matter what, what it is. If that issue or that area is an issue for you and you want to stretch it, you need to massage it. That's going to be your only way of stretching that muscle. Got it. That's, that's important too. And this is all good stuff. Like when people come in the clinic, they might have these things and that's sort of how we prescribe their program. And then it's about 
progression. So it's, and that's like the value of the PT is they'll put you on the right progressive plan. Like this is the first exercise. When you have it down, we do this exercise. When you have it down, you do this one. When you have it down, you do this one. And if you can do that one without pain, you're done. And then you go off and you do your regular, like whatever you're doing. You build like the appropriate level of mm-hmm. program for that person. You mm-hmm. can't go zero to 100 say, hey, right. we're going to start with like this really advanced movement because right. you're not ready for it. Yeah. It's just going to come back. Right. So, and that's the goal. Fix them, get them out the door, and don't have them come back. So, physical therapy is different from personal training in the sense that you want to get them better and get rid of them. Right. Personal trainer, they want to keep you forever. Right. So, PT, even different from chiropractor, because chiropractor is like, you know, general maintenance care. They sort of are involved in your, you know. What is your feeling about chiropractors? Specific things they can help with. Other things they're, they they shouldn't help you. with. Well, they just shouldn't do it. My big toe. <laughs> no, that's probably not a bad thing. But oh, you don't dude. need a chiropractor to do that. Right. You could go down and get you your pull pedicure. Hey, go to the go to the <laughs> go to the local nail salon and tell the, the place lady. where Jay gets his massage. <laughs> yeah, the the lady kicks whoa, 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 Jay into it. She's she'll doing pull nails, your toe. <laughs> walking on your back. This she'll is, pull my toe out. This yeah. is a regular Anglo-Saxon woman uh, in Hampstead, New Hampshire. Uh, this is not some crazy <laughs> massage parlor. I love. You <laughs> so listen. So, you guys have had like your neck jammed up where you like can't turn your head right. one direction. Right. Usually, that's a, a condition called facet syndrome. The, the facet is a joint in your spine that kind of gets locked up or inflamed. Where is it? It's all along your spine. So, we're just going to use the neck for example. So, the facet in your neck would cause you to have pain rotating your head, you know, or trying to turn and like look over your shoulder. I've had that so many oh, yeah. times, fighting out of guillotines and just right. smash cross face style. Remember we used to, we used to leave Boston and be driving home, and I would like be trying to look over my shoulder so I could change lanes or something. I'd be like, I can't look. Oh yeah, when I was like nineteen, I started just at eighteen. When I was nineteen, I had to like go into the doctor for like a physical, and I like had all these questions I needed to write down. One of the questions was, I can't turn my head to the left. <laughs> I wrote it down on a piece of paper. Hilarious. But anyway, I had at that time. I didn't know it, but now after all this training, that's called facet syndrome, and a chiropractor would help that. Because they'll just unlock it. They'll literally snap your neck, put things back in line. As long as you don't go and get guillotined again, you know, rest for two to five days or whatever, you're going to be good. But if you have like a herniated disc where you have a disc that's just bulging, bulging or herniated where it, it actually breaks through the rim of the disc. Yeah, yeah, That's touching on a nerve that you have numbness and sensation. You're just jacked up. You should not get your neck manipulated. Because you're going to make it much worse. Right. So chiropractors are good in the sense that if, if it's an injury that, you know, that they can help with and some things they can't help with, but some things they shouldn't touch. The one thing that sort of gets me going is like a chiropractor that's going to try to help somebody with an ACL post-op protocol. That's that not in their training. Right. But dude, I unfortunately, I have had patients that have come to me after they've gone somewhere Wait else a for a meniscus tear. Hold on. Hold on. That's yeah, not kidding. Like chiropractors are skeletal guys. Mm-hmm. So why would you be going to him for a dude, tendon tear? Trust me. I don't understand. People believe the chiropractor is like the most knowledgeable of all healthcare professionals. Are they real doctors? Am I a real doctor? Our chiropractor. We all know how I feel about that. So they're that's why I like to call you Mike. <laughs> <laughs> they're, Professor they're Mike. They're not Mikey B. They're not MDs. 
Right. They're DCs, doctors of chiropractic. D's. So, but in, in, there's a lot of different like MDs that work with orthopedics, like orthopedic surgeons. And Mm -hmm. uh, there's another field of medicine that is an orthopedic surgeon that doesn't do surgery. They're a physiatrist. They're basically like a level above a PT and a level below a surgeon. Gotcha. So, and they usually see the most complex cases, like things that a PT is just a little bit beyond the scope of practice, literally just a hundred different things going on, like a systemic thing. They might have like MS and meniscus and lupus and just a million other things, like really complicated cases. A physiatrist is usually the one that's dealing with that because they can prescribe medications for pain. They can sort of do different stuff. The PTs, in in a sense, are literally movement specialists. Exercises, stretches, mobility things, different massage techniques. That's how somebody... if, If you're being referred to physical therapy, that means your doctor or orthopedic surgeon wants you to exercise like safely and smartly. They want you to move. Right. Some things, you know, like a facet syndrome, a chiropractor will heal you quicker, but rest is going to be all you need. Like a week or two, depends on how bad it is, it's going to be fine. Is that what like people think a pinched nerve is? Like, oh, I got a pinched nerve in my neck. Yeah, sometimes. facet. Yeah, facet. And sometimes it, it it's not just, it starts with the facet, but then it like will tighten up the muscles around that area so your neck will be super stiff you'll have a knot you think it's the muscle but it's actually the joint so the facet is sort of the reason that you're having and the muscle is the side effect so you can massage and deep tissue place to get a drink of water (laughs) the facet you turn on the facet (laughs) (laughs) oh jay so there are some good exercises to stretch the joints of your spine on BJJ prehab. Specific mobility exercises. One of them is the 90-90 when you're sort of on your side and you open up and you get full rotation. The only reason to do that exercise is to move your spine. It's not going to strengthen it. It's just a mobility movement for your spine. Is there a best time to like, should you do... You you just heard this podcast. You went and you signed up for BJJ Prehab. Yeah. Should you do your routine when you wake up in the morning, before class, after class, before you go to bed? Does it matter? It doesn't matter. No. And, and if it if there was, I'm a research guy. I like it to be like objective and like there's a reason behind it. There haven't been any articles that have come out that tell you when is the best time there are what is the best way like you need to stretch your hamstrings for a minimum of 30 seconds each time which is why when you do the program every stretch is held for a minimum of 30 seconds you do three sets you get a minute and a half of stretching on each side research shows that that's how you make long-term changes but in terms of when morning noon night i'd say as long as you're gonna do it get your work done do it I like to do it on sort of the off days. Like I'll like my warm up in jujitsu is like basic, you know, push ups, high knee running, whatever, just moving, some light like lunging or something like that. But I like to do my prehab on days I'm not training that much. So and those are like three like the days I don't train as much jujitsu are Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. So those are the days that I do movement stuff. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the way to and, – and if you're training jiu-jitsu five days a week, you might want to fluctuate the intensity. 
For sure. I, you know, this is a, a concept that uh, I've been thinking about a lot, the relationship between intensity and volume. Mm-hmm. And if the volume is going way up and you're increasing the volume over what you normally do, you have to vary the intensity. You can't go in every night and bang just like you were. If you train three days a week, that's fine because you always have a day in between where for you to recover or do some active recovery, like, you know, you go for a walk or you take a run or you do some weight training, whatever, go swimming. But if you're training five days a week, you can't keep the volume high and the intensity high over a long duration of time. It just doesn't work. You have to vary the intensity if you're going to keep the volume like that. Right. It's like when we train for tournaments, it's a perfect example. People think that if you're training for a tournament, volume and intensity should both be high and they should know yeah. like then you end, that's how you get hurt. Get overused, overdo yeah. it. Yeah. You start with high high volume and low intensity and as the intensity goes up, the volume tends to and then there's a crossing pattern, right? When those if we're looking at the axes like a graph, mm-hmm. right where intensity and volume cross should be your peak. Mm-hmm. And then volume goes way down, the intensity stays high right before your right before the tournament yeah you know what i mean and that's how you make sure that you train smartly and you don't get injured through the training you have the proper level of intensity intensity and volume and recovery before you go and compete right yeah absolutely and that that is the case for any sport right like just for our specific podcast we're doing here like a patient that's doing a lot more pt once they start to do their sport they start doing less pt so it might be five days a week of your physical therapy exercises. The second you start to like run, it's two days of PT, three days of running to the point where you're on like a, you know, back to your normal program. But just so don't you run. have to. For yeah. those of you out there that yeah. are running, runners, running is stupid. Yeah. And if you don't, if you don't want to run, you better learn jujitsu. So right. you don't have to so run. You don't have to run. That's why we learned jujitsu. We don't have to run. So here's the thing. I started running recently. Why? I like. Wow, I don't know, dude. What's chasing it. you? No, nothing. I want to do the Boston Marathon. <laughs> All right. Um, Good. You have health insurance. <laughs> how, like, how, how bad is running? <laughs> it's bad. It's bad for you. Yeah. Well, here's the deal. Uh, uh, what's your running history? I mean, I ran a track in high school, and then what I ran. What about since then? I haven't done a lot of running good. in the last few years. You're fine. Yeah, because if you run sustained for years on years, years on years on years, you're going to be a mess. But if you like, haven't run in a couple, you know, right, 10 been, so years, oh, yeah. you're fine. Yeah. Uh, Quick shout out to uh, the running club. No, Gary, <laughs> Gary was saying to you, I think on Thursday night, he's like, you just can't keep running. Yeah, but he listen. Here's the thing: with that is a shout out to Gary in in a sense, but he AKA made it. A fat Gordon Ryan. He hates running so badly that he was like making ludicrous statements that I don't think are true. Uh, <laughs> he said your dick would fall off if you run. Your, he said if you don't use it, you lose it. Your toe is definitely gonna get fucked up. My though. toe has sure. problems. Running sure. is my gonna help make problems. that worse. <laughs> running just beats beats up my lower back. If I yeah. especially if I run a road. Fuck running. Fuck so running. I want to I want to run the Boston o- uh, Boston Open. I want to run the Boston Open. I want to run the Boston Marathon. So if anybody, I think you got to get like because I don't run. You gotta I, I got to get a chair. You got to get a tag. Oh, yeah. too. You got to you got to get a qualify. Yeah. But I don't think I would qualify. Yeah. Like I got to get a charity sponsorship. So if somebody out there that hears this and understands this process, let me know yeah. how to do this. I know I know people that can. <laughs> Andrea. Ray. Did you enjoy it? She ran in a circle. She ran in a circle. Your dad cool. should do that around the couch give to it, get give miles. Give Andrea the mic. I want to hear about Andrea. this. A- Andrea, tell me your story. What do you do? Sh- um. Uh, you ran around at school. Yeah. 
school? Yeah, so it was this big, humongous circle outside. It's called a track. I think they call that a yeah, track. Yeah, I think. And did everybody run around? And everybody at school ran around the track in a couple minutes or seconds or something like that. So when you ran around the track, we had to run around the track and we had this ticket thing. And there was all these marks up to 20. And then when we got around the whole entire track, we stopped at the teacher. And And the teacher had a marker in her hand. Then we would give the teacher our paper thing. And then she would mark one of the numbers off. Gotcha. Did you did you have fun doing that? Did you like it? Did you win? Uh, no. Is no winning a track? No, there's always winning. There's always. We need to train to win, okay? And okay, so how about this? And if you really want to win, you take the teacher down and take you that should take her down and steal the what ticket. What do you like better, running or jujitsu? Um, shouldn't be thinking. Should, should be no be, thinking here. I think jujitsu. Good yes. answer. Very so what do you answer. like better, Mass BJJ or Port City BJJ? That is a very hard question. Okay. <laughs> very. Do you where, like training with turkeys? Where did you Where did you <laughs> learn how to mop? Um. Did you make her mop? Yeah. That? Yeah. We don't make you do that at Port City. Yep. So you learn how to mop at what gym? Masbjj. That's your favorite gym. No. No. Yep. It she, is. You said it. You just said it. What? She's She's Port <laughs> City royalty. Where Where's your Masbjj T-shirt? In my oh, closet. See, she knows her. Where's your we Port City talk, one? We meant to talk about this. <laughs> uh, the Mass BJJ shirt. We got rid of the M. No. On her t-shirt. Oh, no. What? No. Those guys. <laughs> I'll re-look. I'll re-look. <laughs> I already looked today. There is no. Good. Yep. You better make sure it's normal, Andrea. Don't listen to Uncle Jay. There's nothing normal. Don't about listen Port to Uncle BJJ. Jay. The M was gone. The, the M, M was, was gone. Better not be gone. Oh man, he's a jerk. He's a you're a turkey. <laughs> Let me ask you about arthritis. Yep. Well, that's a good one. What is arthritis? Like, Did, what is it? It's degeneration over time. So degeneration of like the 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 joint. Usually, so there's two types of, well, in this example, orthopedic um, sense, there's two types of cartilage. The articular cartilage is the cartilage that surrounds your bone. The cartilage, like the meniscus, is in between bone, so it's not on the bone. So in a sense- It just floats? It's just like a cushion between the two bones. Like, um, is like it a connected shock though or no? Connected to something or? To the bone, it's held in place. But it can tear very easily, and it will. It won't necessarily wear out. It'll like shred, and then the shreds will reduce its ability to shock absorb, and then does not grow back. Right? No, no. Thirty percent of your meniscus, if it has a good blood supply, will sort of you know repair itself. But if you once you when you when you go get meniscus surgery and they cut that piece like they don't repair it yeah they, as long as you're if you're a reasonably aged person like if you're 16 they might repair it if yeah they can yeah but they cut it away and then you're just asking for degeneration over time like I I talked to uh, one of my best friends is an orthopedic surgeon um, in uh, University of Pennsylvania 
and he had been through the program. Like he was Coach K's orthopedic surgeon at Duke when he was there. Like guy knows knows his shit. And I asked him, I go, what's the, what's the probability that I'm going to end up with arthritis in my left knee? He goes, 100%. Yeah, oh, definitely. Like Anytime you go into a joint to repair it, automatically increases the likelihood of getting arthritis. So all three of us have arthritis. Oh, hell yeah. Everywhere. My fingers, my knees, my, even my shoulder, Jay's knees. I'm sure you're now that I've you're a runner. meniscus repairs. Yeah, your I mean, knees. I already had. Yeah. I played hockey and football. and yep. I had so meniscuses. It's literally just wear and tear, degeneration of the articular cartilage that surrounds your bones. So can you prevent that? So you can reduce the um, progression of it. You can't prevent it from happening uh, like a hundred, like, you can't you can't prevent I mean, it from you can just slow timeline, it down on a long enough timeline. Yeah. like literally everyone ends up with some level of arthritis because like your your body is eighty years old. So think of it this way: if you've lived a life where you've been active, you're gonna wear your joints out. If you have not lived a life where you've been active, your joints are gonna be good, but you're gonna have heart disease. So <laughs> how do you want to die? Do you want to die like with no knee pain, but like overweight and have cardiovascular disease, no. or do you want to die in a wheelchair, fit cardiovascularly, and just have some knee pain? Because knee, like literally, who cares about pain? L- pain is just pain. Like, don't bitch about it. It's just pain. Everybody has pain. Like, manage it. Deal with it. CBD oil. Whiskey. I don't know. Just tough it out. Vitamin I. So arthritis, at a certain point, you're going to need a joint replacement. So if it's a knee, total knee replacement. And they have as as close to 100% as you can get from a surgery of having good outcomes. Yeah, but a knee replacement doesn't last forever. 20 years. So they want to do it when you're like 60 to 70 right. so that you don't need to. But yeah. I, I, and I used to work in uh, New England Baptist Hospital. That's like the main orthopedic hospital in Boston. There were some people that had to have a hip replaced in their 30s because they had like a, a necrosis of the femoral head. The Like the bone itself was just dying. And you can't like. What live- causes that? It could have been anything. I think in this person's case, there Too was like a, spicy I think there was a car accident that cut off the artery that supplied the, the femoral head with blood supply. So it literally just died because it just wasn't nasty. Yeah. The, the artery was severed. Yeah. I think it was a femoral artery. They had a big car accident and yeah, they're going to need to have two, maybe even three hip replacements. Right. So they're going to live, I mean, a healthy, like non-smoking adult, like 30 years old, they're going to live to be a hundred. Maybe. You know, unless, you know, yeah. obviously. You're I'm, not. I'm going to be 100. Fuck no, dude. Yeah, well. No, I saw what you had for lunch. I had lobster. <laughs> Lobster's not bad for you. And some of my clams. I had some of your clams. And some french fries. I had some french fries, yeah. Yep. That, <laughs> and that some sake. So, uh, Kyle and Ashley, if you're listening, he made me do it. <laughs> I didn't want to eat that stuff. <laughs> I did make and him do he, it. He didn't resist that much, though. No. 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 Yeah. So if I do BJJ prehab, will yep. that help me restore blood flow to my Yeah, you'll get joints? your black belt like sooner too. Sooner? Yeah. You'll be taller. You'll taller, grow. Yeah. Better looking. I don't know if that's possible for you, but Probably for not. everyone Jump else. Higher. You'll get races at work. 
Yep, yep, yep. All uh, for $20 a month. And oh, your dude, first month is free. First month. On Tortuga. Tortuga. Yeah. On me. Seriously, like if you're going to do, if you have no idea what you're doing, like if you need to work out and you don't know what to do, do this program. And you could just like do it, like you said, like you do it. Three days a workout. Week. Yeah. And that's my worst, workout. I, dude, I feel great after. And like when I made sort of like this program, I literally, and I'm going to be dead honest with you guys and all everyone that that's listening, I was like, I'm not going to use this because I know what to do. I'm not going to do it. But as I'm starting to like develop the product, I have to use it to make sure that it's good. And I'm like, that was a fucking good workout. Like I feel great. I'm not like worn down. It wasn't too much. It wasn't too little. I get done with it and I'm like, fuck, like I need to do more of that. Like that was my thought. Like the first week that I did the program, I was like, that exercise, I know I never do it. But I need it. Right. Like for one one of them is a very good exercise. You lay against the wall. Your legs are up on the wall, and you let your legs fall down like as wide as you can go. I, I never might do, do about that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you need it. I don't. I but do. that's the thing. Like it's on the program. I'm following along on my phone, like with the workout. I literally just copy the the phone. I move on to the next one. I'm like, man, like. I feel good. Like my hips aren't as tight as they were. It's all about consistency though. Like if you do it once in a while, you're not going to get the same benefit as you doing it regularly. So I, I would say two things based on, on my, in, in my kind of history and experience. Uh, first of all, trying to diagnose your own problems. If you're not a trained person, that's stupid. So like, like think about that. Like if you're tight, like in your groin and like kind of the inside of your legs and that kind of thing. Like you think you just need to go do butterfly stretches and call it a day when it could be something else that's causing that. Right. So A, don't self-diagnose where your injuries are and what's going wrong. Especially and going on the internet. That's the worst thing. Holy I, hell. Dude, every time I do that, I find out that I'm going to die that day. <laughs> dude, I'm a PT. People come in and they tell me, oh, I have this. You run through the evaluation like you don't have that. Right. Don't do it because you don't know what you're doing. Don't go to WebMD. Please that's, don't. Uh, and the second thing is, if unless you're a highly trained person, which I'm not, you know what I mean, in this area, like don't try to program yourself. Yep. Like don't be like, oh well, this is what I you know, this is what my sports team, my lacrosse team did in college. But like, well, that's an A one stupid idea. Right. Like, first of all, the like fitness and things have changed so much over the last twenty years, it's incredible. Like, get yourself someone that can provide you with a program that is trained to do so and that is based on your specific requirements and goals. Right. Yeah. has to be custom. Otherwise you're just going to open a magazine and start doing that workout and it's not going to be right. the like same. Every CrossFit gym in the world like has like a 65 year old woman in the room with an ex Navy seal doing the same fucking workout every day. <laughs> That's returning. so dumb. Great for physical therapy though. Helps our <laughs> right. practice. I really a lot of shoulder people. In oh there. yeah. I really like your um, business model in that. They come to jujitsu. Mm -hmm. You hurt them. You hurt them. <laughs> they hurt themselves. <laughs> <laughs> then you treat them. Yeah. Listen, we don't want you to get hurt, but we're here if you do. <laughs> that's that's the approach that we have. We don't want you to get hurt, but if, we're here if you do. If you if you do want to get, uh, I can take care of that probably for you. Literally though, for all the people that come to me, and do we have people that come from all of the major gyms in the area, like? All of the gyms that we compete against in the tournaments, they come. He gives them all a Mass BJJ shirt. <laughs> hey, wear this at your home school. Yeah. yeah, we get people from all over. And I don't think I've ever hurt anybody. 
It's all themselves, which is great. Right? Which is not great, but we we're here if you get hurt. So if you go Where to, else are you gonna go? Yeah, gonna the go doctor, listen, you go send to doctor, send you to the hospital. Yeah. Before? Yeah. Before you get hurt. Yeah, coming to me before. Then you go to jujitsu. That's right. Then you go to Mike after. I would love it if all of the guys that can prevent injuries do the prehab and never come to me for a care. That'd be great. And then we'll just treat all the other people that get hurt playing soccer. Right. You know? So go to www.prehab.bjjprehab.com. Mm-hmm. Enter the code TORTUGA. Is this all in you're all caps? Fa- fa- you're on oh, Facebook and Instagram also, matter. right? We are. Yep. BJJ Prehab. So go Instagram. like them. Like that shit. So yeah, I like heard there shit. was a guy at the Boston Open, real handsome fellow, <laughs> wearing a BJJ Prehab shirt. Dude, we need some rash guards. If you go to BJJ Prehab Instagram page, you can see who that guy is. Was it Chael Sonnen? Mini Chael. <laughs> My favorite thing about that whole experience was I get, I get done with the tournament. I walk out to my car and there's a BJJ prehab. <laughs> let me, this car let me let me tell you why that happened. Did I tell you why that happened? Where you at, Jay? I'm over here. Why'd that happen? Where's Jay? Because you make your students Jay, work get in for here. you. Well, are here's we, the are we taking a picture. We're taking a picture. I'm gonna put it on the prehab page. Jay, Andrea, get in the picture. get in the photo We're live on the. Vid- the selfies during the podcast. Oh wait, that didn't work very well. Oh, Let's rookie, re- redo rookie it. selfie taker. Good, on, good on, with on. the prehab, bad oh, with the technology. Selfie taker failed. <laughs> All right, again. Get in, Jay. Jay. There. What did you just call me? Jay. Turkey Jay. So I, I have a student. I'm not going to tell you his name, but I was like, sign up for the tournament, and he's like, no. So the next day, sign up for the tournament. No. Next day, sign up for the tournament. Okay, doesn't sign up. Sign up for the tournament. Misses the deadline. Mm. I'm pissed. And I don't do that to everybody, right? Like, if you want to compete, fine. Certain people, I'm going to be on you, right? I do the same thing. Yeah. So they need it. Certain people need it for their growth. Yeah. And this is one of the guys that the field needs it. But anyway, he didn't do it. So he comes to the tournament and I give him a box of BJJ prehab business cards. Get the fuck out there. Every car in that lot, I want a business card on. And half the people in our school are like, hey, dude, why was there a BJJ (laughs) prehab? I'm already doing it. (laughs) Yeah. There was one on my car. Because what's his name didn't compete. That's why. Yeah, exactly. So are we gonna are we gonna do part two here? Yeah, All yeah, right. yeah. So listen, if you're out there, you're listening, go to bjjprehab.com, sign up for this promo um, code. Promo code Tortuga. First months on me. All right. So you guys all out there owe me. Yeah. And listen, if you guys that are listening, if you have any specific questions about your injuries or things that you've sustained or you just sort of want to get my take, maybe there's not a PT in your area that is a black belt, you know, reach out and I'll give you my advice and uh, hopefully get you on the right path, keep you on the mat and keep you out of the PT clinic or the doctor's office because you need to either think about it this way. You need to either pay now or pay later. So if you want to prevent it, you need to do the right things or you need to wait till you get hurt and then you're going through x-rays and you know how much an MRI costs. You'd rather not pay that expense. So if exercise ahead of time, do the right things before you get hurt, you'll save yourself a lot of help, uh, a lot of headache, and a lot of money in the long run. So I'm here here to help. And like anything else, uh, 
uh, BJJ Prehab is a sponsor of the BJ, uh, Great Northeast BJJ podcast. We're believers in the process. Both George and I are older guys. So, um, you know, it, it's good shit. Stay on the mat. Do your prehab. Give Mikey a call. Peace. Peace.